In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast, where we focus on real men doing real life in real time while living in the stress bubble of life. Males are born. Good men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood the man card belongs to those protecting integrity fighting apathy pursuing god passionately leading courageously and finishing strong a man is as a man does enjoy today's episode Men in the arena, we salute you. We honor you for getting it done in the stress bowl of life while loving your woman, raising your children, and serving in your community. We are in this together, men. We're about real men living in real time and doing real life. So males, we're calling you out. We're calling you up. We're calling you in to the arena of manhood. So jump into the fray with us. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with the app. Store Master Dale Culver. Did you like that one? They're just getting corny. I'm just so excited about the app, this new app that we have. Uh, I was just showing the gal in Starbucks how to go to the app today. Yeah. And yeah, people love that thing. And it's free. Free, free Bible app, free app. Download the podcast from the app if they want to. Uh, the vi- all of our training videos are on there. All of our vi- it's just awesome, man. You did a great job. Yeah. Well, and the new website looks pretty awesome and easy oh, to manage yeah. as well. And you yeah, can yeah. get to that from the app. Yes. Uh, so, man, I'm ex- I'm really excited. And the cool thing, man, we've been praying for somebody to uh, help us with the app because it's free for our people, but it costs us two thousand six hundred sixty eight bucks a year. And we had a, a guy uh, step up and, and actually fronted that cost for the first year. So we're excited about that. Yeah. And uh, awesome. man, I love the links. Uh, we're a Covenant Eyes affiliate now. So our guys can go and guard their lives against pornography. And, and it's just awesome, man. So good job. Well, thank you. I salute you. It's, I, I work really hard on my couch or in the back patio at home on my computer. I don't even, I don't even know what to say to that. I know. Just, it's I'm hard kinda... work, man. I just uh, I, my uh, toughest yeah. thing is which pair of shorts to wear in the morning. Well, you live in Oregon. You live in Oregon, so you can't <laughs> wear shorts because you're going to get. I'll wear my rain boots. We were driving back. My son and I from Eastern Oregon. It was 90 degrees, and we're driving back, and it was raining the next day. It's 60 degrees. Yeah, 
It's just unbelievable. It's just, I, 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 I'll tell you what though. At least we're not living in Mississippi with that, with that humidity. Yeah, mosquitoes and yeah, I would never live there. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, man. So we've got our, our friend Dwayne on here. Dwayne Pickett. He lives in Mississippi. We're going to get to him in a second. But first, Dale, do you have a man word for us today? I do. Uh, I do. That's two words. Well, and I won't. No, I said that like oh. twenty years ago. Oh, okay. To my wife. Yes, good for it's you. Been, it's been pretty awesome. You married up. Uh, th- my, my wife has resilience. I just like to say that. Is that the word for the day? The resilience? word of the day is resilience. Okay, yes. you're going to have to help me. What does that word mean? Seriously? You well, I mean, I'm just acting you dumb. You should have gone into private school. Oh, yeah, we're just playing dumb. <laughs> I didn't go really to Seventh-day Adventist school like yeah, you, buddy. See? I was a public school kid. It's uh, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Ooh. Ooh. You don't get a cry yeah. room. You just need to suck it up and recover, buddy. Yeah, Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Spring so back. I get, I get knocked down. I'm limping around. You're saying, hey, get up, get up and be resilient. Yeah. Life is not a free pass. We aren't giving you a participation trophy. Yeah. Uh, you've got to work through this thing. You know, I think of like Apostle Paul. He went in and he was preaching about Jesus. Sorry, I'm getting preachy here. But this is what happened. They grabbed him and took him out to the edge of the, the city. They stoned the tar at him. They beat him. Yeah. And then he got back up, broken and everything, and walked back into the town to say, hey, I got something to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, There's the older I get, man, I, I, I'm, I, I'm hit with the seriousness of life. And, you know, I, the older I get, the more pain I see. Uh, you know, I've got a friend of mine, her, her husband just had a stroke uh, about six months ago, and then he just had another stroke with a heart attack. And now he can't swallow. He's on life support. Mm. And, man, it just happens mm. that fast. Mm-hmm. You just never know. Yeah. And so, um, man, I'll tell you what. I'm excited about our guest today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know, there, you know, we go to these conferences. We speak and do different things. And usually you kind of meet guys. You kind of high-five and, and you never see them again. But this guy here, the day before the conference, I really connected with him. Mm-hmm. And I know you did too. And, yeah. Uh, he's the real deal. Uh, you know, the cool thing that impacted me about Dwayne was that you didn't you didn't realize the capacity of this man uh, when you meet him. He's just kind of cruising around. I think he was in, in sweats, right? Sweats and a baseball cap. Mm-hmm. Just kind of hanging out. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, Jogging my pants. Yeah, in the sweats. and the, Yeah, just hanging out, man. And, and just, a, uh, the, just a, a real guy, salt of the earth guy. And so I want to introduce you guys uh, to uh, We're just really pumped to have Dwayne Pastor. Or, well, now uh, Dr. Doctor. Dwayne Pickett. He's in the arena with us this morning. He's a senior pastor. Uh, he's got a huge bio, which is just uh, impressive. I'm going to narrow it down to some of the top things that on my list here that I really uh, appreciate. He's a senior pastor of New Jerusalem Church of Jackson, Mississippi. He took this church over in 1996, Dale. It had 200 people in the church. And today it has over 7,000 members. Mm. He's been married to his beautiful wife, Tracy, for 26 years. They have five sons. No daughters, Dwayne, just sons? Just sons oh, and my daughter-in-laws and granddaughters. Oh, man. Granddaughters. Well, I have two. Yeah. I have three sons. So to have five sons, your wife is a saint. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Oh, oh man. man. And two beautiful granddaughters. Now, Dwayne speaks around the nation, and he speaks internationally where he's trained leaders for churches, businesses, and wait for it foreign governments and not only that Dwayne served in the army national guard including a tour of duty in desert storm desert shield 1990 to 91 and uh, man we're just really blessed he's got a whole list of accolades but 
I'm going to bring him on now so we can get him going on the interview. So how are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I'm great, brother. How, hey, I'm how, glad to be on with you guys. Man, we're so excited to have mm. you on, man. Hey, how's the weather in Mississippi? Well, right now it's a little, little rainy, but it's warm and rainy. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing like Oregon and, and a lot of humidity, but it's a great day in Mississippi. All right. So you're, you still have rain over there. Wow. Yeah, it comes and goes, you know, around here. So is there a, is there a, little, a little gap between the heat and the humidity, or does it all come at one time? It just comes all at one time. It's, it's all the time, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I can. How do you handle that? How do you handle the humidity? Is it just, I know you grew up there, but is, is how do you handle it? It's just, the, you know, it's just the way of life. And you're just used to it, you know. Uh, I, You know, and I remember when I went to the desert, you know, that's dry heat. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was all hot and warm. But to me, dry heat is not as bad as, as the heat we have to me. I mean, it's just, but I guess I'm just used to it. No, I agree hundred percent that, that, that humidity. Anyway, anyway, well, you know, people ask us, how do we live in Oregon? You know, we've had, what is it? 190 days of rain since October. The wettest. Oh my yeah. It's, it's, uh, I actually have moss on the back of my forehead, on the back of my head. It's, it's, it's growing. It's, it's, it's ugly. And when it stops, everybody runs outside and does yard work and everybody goes, you next day you see them they're all sunburnt and they got sunburn lines oh yeah oh yeah wow. Wow. it's it's wow. hey and you know in california if it's 70 degrees they wear their shorts and stuff and flip-flops out in oregon man i'll tell you what it, if it gets to about 55 degrees man the shorts are on and people are running around flip-flops and that's right yeah we're, we're it's a strange breed out here man so anyway hey yeah. Dwayne, what i want to do man is i want to i want to get you going here we're going to jump into what we call our rapid fire round Okay. There we go. There we go. A little bit late on the timing, Dale, but uh, you can stop it now. This this thing has got a lot of rounds oh, in no, it. We just get, it's, I'm pretty sure that's an illegal am, gun in Oregon. So it. wow. Hey, what we're gonna do, Dwayne, today is we're gonna uh, help our men in the arena to get to know you a little better. So I'm gonna throw a few uh, personal questions your way, just kind of fun and and just just to get you kind of flowing here and get the juices rolling. And so, uh, you ready for this rapid fire round, man? I'm ready, brother. All right, buddy. Here we go. What is your favorite fast food? My favorite fast food is Chick-fil-A. Oh. Chick-fil-A. We don't even have that in Oregon, do we? No, we don't. Do we have one in no. Oregon? The only time I've had Chick-fil-A has been at Iron Sharp. Iron yeah, Farm. exactly. Yeah, so, y'all, probably don't, y'all don't allow for the killing of chickens in Oregon or something, right? Well, oh. you have to name them first, and they have to be pets, and then and then maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Although my, my, son and I, yes, uh, my son and I went out two days ago and shot two wild turkeys, so... They were wow. free range, and, and we can name them for the Portland people if they want us to. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Chick-fil-A, wow, interesting. Okay, so what's the one thing, Dwayne, that you like to do in your free time? I know you're busy, but when you get free time, what do you like to do? Man, I love to ride out on my RTV and uh, just ride on, on the property uh, where you know we're, we're doing a retreat center and just love to ride out there and just dream. Man. I just love that. It, mm. it, just, it just makes my day. Mm. So help me out here. What's an RTV? recreational uh just recreational uh it's like a uh uh like a like a gator like a, a oh, john okay. deere gator but it's a it's a kubota like oh, a okay. rtv like yeah. you were in when you yeah. were turkey hunting so it's a four wheel it's not track does it have tra- tracks or is it four wheels four wheel four okay wheel. i got yeah, you i got wheel. you so basically a golf cart <laughs> yeah golf cart golf cart on steroids with, yeah with with, with, with four wheel drive and a winch and all that stuff to oh, pull yeah. you out when you get stuck i love yeah. so so when you say the property, what is the pro- what is the property? Well, uh, 
years ago, man, when I got saved, my dad, my dad was such a, he was in such a shock that I got born again. He just couldn't believe it. So he wondered what I was going to do with my life. And I told him I wanted to give my life to helping, uh, in particular, young men, young males, uh, really find themselves and know God and become productive. And so we had a farm. So what he told me over 20 some years ago, that if that's what I was going to do, he would leave the property to me. And it was just me and my brother. And my brother agreed with that. And, and my brother even bought more property and, and, and gave it to me in order for us to do this retreat center. And uh, uh, honestly, and I'll tell you that about that later, but I, I went through so many things in life. I honestly forgotten about it and I wasn't going to do it. And that was 20 some years ago until just in the last two years when God has brought it back to me. And it's a major deal that we're doing about three or 400 acres uh, that we're going to do for the kingdom of God. We're giving our property to be a retreat centers, man, where men and boys and, and actually families can come out and be trained and developed and, mm. and fellowship and be disciple, man. It's a big deal. I can't wait till you guys come down mm. and see it. And by the way, we kill wild turkeys out there. Yeah, really? I think you got a few ducks flying around. It's a major deal. You go to my website, you can you can kind of see a glimpse of it. But yeah, uh, it's it's on the it's, it's we just have water run out to it now. Uh, none of the buildings have been built yet, but it's on its way. On your website, do you have a place there where people can fill out a job application? <laughs> absolutely. Yes. yes absolutely. All right. You, you really can. Yeah, and uh, and can be a partner, covenant uh, partners, kingdom partners, yeah. hope now partners. Check so, it out. W- Dwayne, what's the website? <laughs> DwaynePickettMinistries.org. Okay. Dwayne Pickett. Dwayne, D-W-A-Y-N-E, Pickett, P-I-C-K-E-T-T, Ministries.org. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So 300 acres that your family gave you yep. to start this retreat center. Man, that's that's impressive. I, I cannot yeah. wait to get down there and check that out and, yeah. and to say yeah. hi to some turkeys. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, man. So here's – I'm going to – this might this might put you outside of your box a little bit. I'm going to hand you $20,000, yeah. and I'm going to mandate, though, that you have to take Tracy on a two-week vacation. Where are you going to go? A two-week vacation $20,000. Oh, wow. $20,000. Oh, Lord. I would probably... <laughs> oh, man. No Jim, work involved. No, no work involved. Boy, she would love to hear that. Uh, <laughs> You know, it would have to be where we could go to where the best hotel was, where the greatest shopping mall is connected kind of to the hotel, where I can lay up in the room, get massages every day. She shops and come back and we just lay around and sleep and rest. I don't know where that is, man. Mall of America. Yeah, the hotel has to be five stars. But I'm talking about it. It it would be that would be the ideal vacation for us. Just relaxing, uh, yeah. Just relaxing. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You know, we're not we're not beach people because we don't need tans. But you know, we just (laughs) she likes to see water. I don't get it. She likes to see water, but from the inside, from the inside. Oh wow, that's that's awesome, man. That's 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 I have not heard an answer like that. That's outstanding. So here we go, man. This one's a deep. Theological question. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Yeah. College or pro football? <laughs> All day long college. Oh, yeah, brother. How about, what, what, what's your favorite team, college team? My favorite college team is uh, LSU. 
LSU is my man, favorite college team. They're yeah. legit. They've got uh, yeah. They've lost a little since they lost Saban, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah. Man, that bad. guy's that guy's insane. He's like the Belichick of college football. That guy. He really is. Man. Yeah. You know, he's his personality. He's a little bit. Uh, I guess those guys are so uh, cerebral. You know what I mean? But he he's very guarded, but he's a very nice guy. Man, my son was down on a recruiting visit uh, a couple of years ago. And he came up beside me and, and took pictures. I didn't even ask him. And he, he came, took a picture and all that kind of stuff and said, hey, send this out. I mean, he's really a nice guy. But, you know, you think about it just like, Jim, just like what we do, man. I mean, I think sometimes you know, these guys are trying to be the best. It's a competitive world out there. Yep, it ain't yeah. no joke, man. Everybody's, everybody's shooting at you, you know. <laughs> well, and they're so cerebral. I mean, football, I have a couple of buddies who are college football coaches, and they're just geniuses you know and they just and they just live in a 10 by 10 room with their films going and fast food coming in and uh, they just that that's what they do it's just you know and a lot of pastors are like that too but sundays we got to turn on the you know the the pastor face you know but uh man it's it's a different world out there you're right man so did your son play college ball anywhere where'd he go my my son is playing right now uh uh yeah he right now he's playing at Hines community college He's been commit. He's been recruited pretty heavily. Uh, if we can keep him understanding that he's not there to play football, he got to go to school. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. But you know how that kind of thing goes. Oh, sometimes, yeah. you know, he's a kid. But uh, matter of fact, he had a meeting with his head coach uh, today, and uh, uh, so we're trying to work all that good stuff out. But uh, he's he's pretty good, man. He's he's a good good guy. You know, uh, years ago he was in a real bad car wreck, and the doctors told him uh, that he would never told us he would only get 20% use of his arm and God, uh, God healed him. And bless, I fired, I fired that doctor <laughs> at the emergency room and told him he was fired. Uh, he got thrown out of the car. I told him he was fired on the spot. And I said, I need a new doctor. And the other doctor came in a couple hours later and said, don't worry about it. Pastor Piggy. We're going to, he's going to be all right. But, so uh, how, I just I just sent you a picture of that picture. With oh, that's that. what just buzzed in. So give me his size and his position. He is uh, six foot one, uh, 185, 185, 190, uh, plays uh, uh, corner. He plays uh, uh, some safety, and and he's such a smart player. They play him around. Sometimes he plays outside. You know, there's this new hybrid linebacker type guy yeah. that covers the slot guy. Yeah. So he's kind of in between there. So he could put more weight on. If needed be to play linebacker, or he could he could you know slim up if they whatever they need him to be you know he he can play it. Yeah, six one. He's kind of like a strong safety type of kid. Right. So, yeah, that's really what. Yeah. Man, and the he, picture you said is with the you're sitting you're sitting standing with Nick Saban himself. I'm, that is yeah, just I'm, too I'm, funny. Of course, I'm the big guy on the picture. Oh yeah. Well, you're the good looking one there, man. You're there the good you looking go. one. Are you the one with the long dreadlocks over there on the left? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! So, so who, who's your hero, Dwayne? And I think I know this answer, but I'm asking who's your who's your hero? Man, my hero, honestly, uh, is is and now we're talking about on Earth. We're talking about yeah, you're Christ, yeah. You can't say Jesus. No Sunday school answers. Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. Man, my honestly, my dad was my hero. Really, my dad, my dad was was my hero, uh, and. Uh, Man, for a lot of different reasons, you know, and and my dad was not uh, the 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 guy that 
that sat down with the Bible with me mm-hmm. uh, and all that kind of stuff. But he demonstrated something for me that uh, in my community, a lot of kids didn't get to see. You know, my mom got real, was really sick when I was a kid and my dad stayed. My dad stayed. My dad didn't leave the family. Mm-hmm. My dad took care of my mom. My dad gave her the best medical care, even when she could not work anymore. And he stayed. And he was far from perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, there were some things that happened. But you know, I never forget my mom telling me, you know, my dad, my dad, you know, that because of her illness, uh, and they're both deceased now, uh, that they went, you know, sometimes a year and could not have sex. Whoa. And uh, so, you know, certainly some some things happened that shouldn't have happened over the course of their time. But uh, they stayed together for 40 plus years. And, you know, one of the most painful things in my life, my dad died while I was out of town on his birthday oh. after his birthday party. Uh, I was out of town for a preaching conference. And uh, the last thing I remember him walking or uh, driving past my house, hugging me, kissing me. His birthday was at the next night. They had a birthday party for him. And leaving his birthday party, had a head-on collision with a tree uh, on a road that he had driven down all his almost all of our lives. And so we don't we don't really know what happened to him. Why why did it happen? But oh, wow. he had a PhD. He came from the inner city of Jackson. He was my demonstration. That's why he left the land because he believed the only thing that would help save inner city kids was to bring him out to the country, mm-hmm. bring him to a place where they could get away from the regular mundane things of life. Wow. So, yeah, but he was, he was a big deal. I, there were others that blessed me, but if I really had to narrow it down, man, my dad was really, really my hero. Man, that's, that's, I'll tell you what, our fathers are so necessary. You know, we have a phrase when a man gets it, everyone wins. And I think when a man gets it, man, his, his kids, his children get something that so many uh, are lacking today. You know, we talk about males and men are different. You know, a man is different yeah. than a male. You know, you're, you're what you're saying is you want to have this retreat center because you want to take these young males and watch them transform uh, into men, and that is just so impressive. I mean, that you just you get it. It's so encouraging to hear uh, a man say that. You know, when we were at that conference, Dwayne in in Hartford, Connecticut, with you, uh, when you were speaking, yeah. you said something. Now I've been I've been here. I've heard speakers. <laughs> I've heard speakers for. 35 years, man, I am almost sermon proof. I mean, you know, I mean, you hear so many messages, but you said something and it, it rocked my world. And uh, Dale was standing next to me and it rocked his world. And I actually went to my board uh, the next week after you spoke and I said, okay, guys, here's the deal. I want you to dive into my life and I want you to extract from my life every character flaw you see. And I want you to tell me what they are. And I want to work on those. And so the quote that you shared, and we actually shared your quote on our podcast that we loaded last week. So we're doing two podcasts. We're doing a Thursday podcast with interviewing guys, and we do a Monday podcast that's a short 10-minute equipping men for 10 thing. And in that podcast, I shared a quote from you, and the quote is this, sometimes your charisma can take you places your character can't keep you. Do you remember saying that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Can you yeah. can you give us the backstory behind that quote? Man, yeah, uh, you know, by my, this whole this whole living with life's nymphs, of course, you know, if you if you looked at any part of the book, it, it has, it 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 comes from something. So, you know, when I had that accident uh, that that created this 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 problem or issue in my life that opened up more to me, 
I was on my way up, man. I, I mean, things were really taking off. Ministry was growing by the hundreds every month. I was asked to speak all over the country, literally all over the world. I was going places and doing things, man, unbelievable. And uh, matter of fact, probably a month after that accident, I was scheduled to be on TVN. And that was back when you were on TVN and you got 500 calls the next next day. Whoa. You know, that was back at the height of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, But I had a wreck. I had a wreck, man, that, that, that I, I, they had to cut me out of the car. I, I, I died on the table. I coded on the table three times. Whoa. They, they told me, which... They told they told me that meant I died on the table three times. I don't remember dying, but yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> <It was a laughs> busy day. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough day, you know. Uh, and and you know, half of my face was torn off and you know, broken up and cutting me out of the car, all that stuff. And and I didn't realize this until going through all this is that is that I was headed somewhere. And a part of the reason that I needed to have the accident, and what I don't think God caused the accident. Yeah, I don't think God works like that. However, I think, I think my charisma was taking me places that my character wasn't going to keep me. Ooh, In other words, uh, you know, I didn't have the character to deal with the temptations and the trials and the things that come at you with certain levels of success. Yeah, and a lot of people. A lot of us want success, uh, guys. We want we want to we want to be big, and we want to we say we want to be impactful. But I think sometimes we want to be known. We want to be big. But are we prepared with what comes with that? Are we prepared with the temptations? Are we prepared, you know, with with the with the with the Hello? enough money oh. to what you can do, whatever you want to do when you get ready to do it, and when you get in trouble, buy your way out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think what God had to do was refine me to a point to where I would be here right now talking on on this on this radio show and I would write this book and I would be transparent enough to tell tell the world that I was molested as a child. Transparent enough to tell the world that you know uh I hadn't done this thing all right because I think at the end of the day uh we can fake this thing and we can look good and we can quote all the scriptures but people don't really live life right there. Yeah. What correct. about your character? And I don't want to be an embarrassment to God. I'm sorry. I think I'm sounding preachy, God. I'm not. Trying no, to you're preach. good. No, this is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that really means, man. Is that I think we gotta we gotta make sure uh, that we're we're growing in our walk with God and not just our skill set. If that yeah. makes sense. No, you know that that is so good, man. Because. I think you made a great statement that sometimes we just want to be a big deal. I mean, why do you, you know, why do we want notoriety? Why do we want business success? Is it about us? I, I shared this with my son the other day. I said, you know what? At the end of the day, if success is about you, you've done something wrong. Success needs right. to be about others. You know, life is, you know, the true joy in life is in, in helping other people. And so I think a lot of times we live in a country that says help yourself. And the problem with right. a self-made man is he worships his creator. Mm. And so, man, I, I, you know, and I think that's what, att- I don't want to sound kind of weird, but attracted uh, me to you was you you had an air of humility uh, when you walked into the room. And, you know, I was looking at the, the bio you sent me. I didn't realize the impact that you've had in your life because you walk with such uh, humility. So thank you for doing that, man. That's just, uh, that's really honorable. So, 
let's go back to this real quick. I, I need some clarification. So your dad died in a, a car wreck. Yeah. And you just shared that yeah. your son, was your son in the same car wreck you were in? No, 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 so, no. So, no. Okay. So I, w- I, w- I was in the car wreck first. Okay. Okay. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, in between services for a good friend of mine, they hit us head on. Me and my wife, my my friend and, and uh, his wife uh, at the time uh, had a wreck. Lady hit us head on. Okay. Then a few years later, my dad was in a car wreck, uh, mm-hmm. and he died in his car wreck. Then after that, my sons went in a car wreck where they got thrown out of the car on the highway. Three of my sons were thrown out of the car. Jeez. <laughs> and a, they, I mean, literally, they were on 55 Highway, which in Mississippi is a major highway. It goes all the way to Chicago. Uh-huh. And... uh a lady that was at the scene, it was raining that Sunday morning. She said, Pastor Piggy, I've never seen anything like it. She said, it looked like, literally, she said, it looked like an angel held your sons as they fly. I saw each of them fly out of the car. Mm. Oh. And it's like an angel held them. And they could have they hit the middle of the highway on the pavement, or they could have hit the frontage road, or they could have hit the median where the grass was, and it so happened to be raining, where it was muddy, that softened their landing. Oh, man. And God laid them wow. there. He got hurt the worst. The other two did not even have to stay overnight in the hospital. Jeez. Wow. So can we recommend a limousine service for you? <laughs> man. Man, what you talking Hey, we need one. We, yeah, what are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. just, just, you just let somebody drive you around, man. Just buy hummers. Just hummers are as much as I can. I did, you know what? I just bought a Sprinter, and I try to I try to be driven around as much as I can. My wife doesn't like it as much as me. But the problem is, she doesn't have to drive. She uh, she's been driven by me. I'm like, oh know. man, that's so funny. Well, hey man, we're so glad that you're you're. It sounds like you know that you're here and your son's recovering, and and uh, we're, we're sorry about your de- your loss of your father. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you 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 just came out with a book. And yeah. I'm really excited about this book. It's uh, we've already been on with 30 minutes with him. That's okay. Dang it, I hate this. We're gonna keep going, man, because I just like talking to you. Hey, yeah. you wrote a book called Living with Life's Limps. It just came out, and I'm a voracious book reader. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna order a couple books right now. Dale's doing it right now. As we're Amazon, speaking. I'm buying them, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull the trigger and buy those things and uh, read those books. But but help me out here. So Living with Life's Limps. Explain uh, explain the premise of that book, and I, I think that it relates to your car accident. But what what what's the premise of that book? Why did you write that book? Well, I, I wrote this book really uh, to to help people understand that that all of us have been given limbs. All of our humanity is a limb. Okay? Yeah. Yep. So so even though the the foundation of of me understanding and me discovering, because the doctor told me for the rest of my life. I would have a limp. That's yeah. what he told me. Say, you know, because of this that happened, for the rest of your life, you will be limping. For the rest of your life, this is how you will live. And I didn't like that. It, it bothered me. But what it helped me discover was that there were other areas in my life that I've been limping all the time and I've been masking them. Because what I initially tried to do was to mask my physical limp by getting uh, shoe inserts to mask my physical limp. Hmm. 
And what I realized, I've been masking my social limp, my mental lips, my, my other limps. You know, I, I, I have been masking those. And I think what we do is we put on these fronts to mask the things that's wrong with us. And, and my, my idea, guys, is anything that, I, that God shows me or that I find out in my life, I got to find biblical standard. I got to find yeah. someone biblical that I can relate this to. And you know what I found out? Jacob. If yep. you read the story of Jacob, the Bible say after he wrestled with that angel, he limped. Yep. And nowhere in scripture does it. And when I went back and read through Jacob's life, what I realized that Jacob had been limping all of his life. He limped through favoritism because his mama favored him over over his dad had favored uh his brother, so forth. Mm-hmm. So so the whole thing is you realize that as people we limp. Paul, whatever his issue was, we don't call it a limp. It was a thorn in the flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my 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 backdrop is God doesn't take every limp away. Okay. Yeah. So so check this out. Think about this. For some people, theologically, that creates a problem because I'm not saying I know God heals. See, I've been I was paralyzed from the waist down as, yeah. as a tenth grader. Okay. God God, I believe God can heal every disease. Uh, heal every illness, heal every problem. But the truth of the matter is, he doesn't take everything away. Yeah. Not on this side of heaven. So I want to show people how to live with life's limbs. So in this book, I include also, I, I've got somebody here that was uh, a young lady that dealt with sexual limbs. No, she was not only molested, but she became a, a full-fledged homosexual. Oh, wow. And and she was later delivered. Uh, another gen- young man whose mother was killed uh, by his father. He had to forgive his father. I mean, mm. that we didn't hold back anything in here. I that's, mean, this that's awesome. And we deal with a number of different. I think I don't say be it social, emotional, sexual, mental, physical, and then they'll see how God can deliver them. Because Mephibosheth, you know his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he suddenly was was dropped by somebody else. Somebody else caused his pain. Yeah, yeah. But but God restored him because of the promise that David gave to his, to his father. Wow. So it's 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 tremendous, guys. I it took ten years to write this, and let me tell you why I believe God made it take this long because. It needed to be that I really lived it out and had come out on the other side. Mm. Now I came up with five steps on how to live with trouble, wow. but this is real stuff. So, so do you find, Dwayne, uh, your heart? You have a heart for helping young males become men. Do you find that men mask the limp more than women, or do you think? I, I know we all have the limp, but do you find that men struggle with masking it more? Or what? Do you, what have you seen there between the male female world? We are masters of masking the limp because we were taught to never let them see us sweat. We were taught that men don't cry. We were taught that men don't tell. All those things. I mean, I I don't want to keep going back to this, but can I say this? I mean, I was 22 years old before I told somebody I'd been molested. Wow. My my parents died never knowing I was molested or knowing who molested me. I never told them. Mm. You see? Yeah, yeah. There's some things you, you just we just didn't say. I thought that made uh, initially. I thought it meant was some something was wrong with me. Uh huh. Uh huh. You see, it it caused me as a young man 
beginning at like 11 and 12 and 13 to be out of sleep with as many women as I could. I was molested by, as a kid from five years old all the way up, oh. I, I was molested by both men and women. What? Okay. So it caused me then to decide I'm going to try to sleep with as many women as I could. Yeah. When I became old enough. Well, mm. that set up habits in my life. Yeah. And I'm not blaming anybody for what I did later on in life. I'm just saying it set up habits in my life. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I, I needed, we got to be transparent because I found out it's going on in people's families and nobody's talking about it. Mm. The first time I shared it, guys, I was at a church conference speaking to kids and out of 300 kids in the room, over 220 kids came to the altar. And these were church leaders' children that had experienced some form of a molestation. Well, what is the statistic? It's like one in seven boys and one in three girls have been right. sexually molested. Is that am I, am I close to that on, on that's, accuracy? That's, that, that's, that's about what they say it is. Yeah, so we've got a lot of people covering and masking their pain. You know, I don't know if you've read a book by Robert Bly called Iron John. He wrote it in the early 90s, and John Eldridge came out with a book called Wild at Heart uh, in, yeah. the, in the late 90s. And both of those books, they talk about something called the wound, that yeah. we all carry a wound. Is this the same as a limp? Jeez. It's the same. It's it's the same. It's the same thing. I believe. I think it's yeah. so right there that uh, you no, know, because limps can either be caused by what somebody did to you, or what you did to yourself, uh, or what somebody didn't do for you. You know. So I think it. I think we're we're right there in the same place. Wow. So in your book, what is the remedy? You know, in what what is the thing that you're imploring readers to do uh, in finding, I, I struggle to use this word, healing for the limp. Now, I realize, you know, that that we may always limp, but we may not always limp because of pain. And we just limp as a scar or a reminder. Uh, yeah. Or do you, you know, I mean, or, or is there pain always? Or what's your thought behind that? No, I, I think, I think there are, I, I think it would be absolutely unbiblical to say that God could not heal. God can heal anything. Absolutely. Okay? So I absolutely believe that. I want anybody to know that I, not only do I believe that, I know that because I've been through it. Mm-hmm. I've been healed from some things. Yeah. Okay. But I think the road to recovery, the road to being healed is us understanding that just because God does not instantaneously mm-hmm. not mean that he can't later or that he won't. Or just as he told Paul when he said, uh, my grace is sufficient. Because, you know, I think I told you guys when we were together, I live with pain every day. Okay. Okay. So I live with physical pain every day. And I've lived with it for the last 10 plus years. However, it is not as bad as it once was. Yeah. So when I asked God, I said, God, you know, take this away. Take God, why won't you heal me? And God said, uh, he said, you will live with the pain for the rest of your life. He said, but I'm going to give you the strength to be able to help others through your pain. And so my mama, my mother told me guys, because I used to pray for other people and I used to see people get healed. And my mother, my mother was supposed to die before I graduated high school. That's what the doctors told her. Mm -hmm. But she lived to see me get a PhD. And I used to ask my mother, I used to be crying. I used to ask my mother, I said, why won't God heal you? She said, but I don't know why he won't heal me, but he's given me the power to live, to enjoy my life 
with my illness and to see my children be grown. Wow. So I think, I think, I think, I don't think that's just an absolute remedy, uh, brothers, but I think that's one thing. I think we have to go, we have to admit the reality of this situation. When we look at uh, Psalm 23, when we look at that, he said, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I think we got to admit the reality of our limbs. I think we got to mm. admit and we got to quit masking uh, this thing. So well, you we got to admit the reality of it. Well, you know, we have a, with the great hunt for God, we have a five-fold definition of manhood, protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing yeah. God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. That second one, per, uh, fighting apathy, the, the biblical word in there would be callousness. And so one of the things mm. that we talk about is men over time, they harden their hearts. They, they mm. become calloused to the things they should be caring about, and either they need to grind away at those calluses or it gets ripped apart, like right. you know, lifting weights right. on your hand, you get the callus ripped off. And when you are, when that callus gets ripped off, there is pain, and and pain is a sign of feeling and a sign of life again. But this callus is what I'm hearing you say, Dwayne, and, and I'll let you speak to this. When I become calloused to the limp, I stop feeling for the things that I really should care deeply about. Do you agree with that? I think you're absolutely right, and we build up we build up this inability to feel things, which now spills over into other areas of our life. Wow! So, do you think that that the calluses? I mean, you're you're living in a place where you said it yourself. There's a you know a lot of fatherlessness, a lot of pain in these young uh, young guys. Do you think that this pain that that of fatherlessness uh, of not having that adult man in their life, unlike you, you had a, a strong man in your life as a father figure. Do you think that this comes from these men ignoring the limp, uh, suppressing the limp until they're calloused and they become hardened towards these things they need to really care about, like their wife and children? I think you. I think it's absolutely. You're absolutely dead on it, and I believe that it 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 creates. A, a sense of it, it creates and it, it becomes easy to walk away from responsibility. Oh, it, it becomes easy to do so. And so they're able to do so without any real feeling about it. So not only will they do it one time, they'll do it over and over again. Well, you know what? When I tell people our fivefold definition, which actually you bought our knives, you have that on the knife blade that you bought. For yeah. us. You know, that yeah. second one, when I tell that second one, fighting apathy, guys kind of, twist their heads at me and go, what? I don't understand. But I personally think that that is the greatest battle a man will fight in his life. It's, 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 I, you said it, the, to remedy the limp, we have to acknowledge that not only is it there, but the source of that limp. Right. Correct. And if we, right. if we fail to ignore that, we're going to walk through life, but we aren't going to climb through life. You know, we're not going right. to resist those things that push against us. So, wow. Right. Man, that, that is so heavy, Dwayne. I mean, I really appreciate but, that. But think about this. Think about think about helping real people, man. I God, I know I'm not the greatest orator in the world. I know uh, all that. I get it. You know, I, I'm not. I'm, there are some guys that are really great speakers, have studied and prayed pray much better than me. But man, if we're going to reach this generation, Jim and Dale, if we don't start with this false pretense and yeah, we don't stop yeah. with this this clean cut we good and all this stuff man let me tell you something 
that ain't how people live it. And the reason they're running away from us is because we still preaching over their head. Yeah, this yeah. is what they're living out here. They, they, they live in this clean-cut version of Christianity that we painted because even when they read their Bibles, that's not what they find. Yep. yep. We find people that have problems in the Bible. They yeah, most of them. Issues. Most of them, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, David had a problem, man. Something was wrong with him. You know? Oh, I just hey. read about him today, man. He his son Absalom goes after him, and and uh, his guys end up killing Absalom, and then then David's mourning for Absalom, and his guys are ticked at David, and David, you know, it's just a train wreck. Uh, right. Uh, you know, some of these guys are train wrecks. You know, holy cow! Oh man. Well, hey, Dwayne, this is uh, man. We got to get you back on here again, man. This is good stuff. Uh, wow. Uh, we're, how, what are we at? How much time do we, how much do, how are we doing time, Dale? I filled out my application online while we you were You filled this. out your application yeah. online? Come on, man. I'm going to go work for Dwayne. No, you know what? Come on now. <laughs> I told you about my the pain. Re- the on. retreat center. Oh, man. We can hey, podcast from there. Dwayne, thanks so much for taking the time to share your wisdom. <laughs> man, I know you're thank y'all. super experienced. But hey, listen, <laughs> we've ordered your book just now. While we were doing the interview, we went online and ordered the book. How can our people get a hold of your book, man? I think this is a huge issue to deal with uh, for guys yeah. and gals, for you ladies out there, man. Let's Absolutely. read this stuff. Yeah. How can they get a hold of yeah. your book, Living with Life's Limps? They can go to Amazon, uh, Amazon.com. Uh, they can order a book there. Uh, they can order it uh, by, uh, uh, they can order now ebook, or they can order an uh, 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 actual copy. That will be sent to them, or they can go to my website, DwaynePickettMinistries.org, and I'm I'm begging people to really, uh, as they read the book, to go out and 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 uh, make uh, what do you call it? Give a give a rating and and yep, uh, review, really yeah, write a review, a, yeah. a, a write a review for me. It's it's really important to get this message out, uh, to get it out strong, to help the next generation. Man, I I want to thank you guys for even allowing me to be on and. Honestly, I want us to partner up and do some stuff. I want y'all to come to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I want to come to Oregon really badly. Y'all, no, nobody would let me come out to Oregon. I want to come to Oregon. Oh, bring it. Uh, I've never been to Oregon. <laughs> uh, maybe I could get my son recruited out to Oregon. That would be great. They need yeah. some help right now. Oh, they <laughs> yeah. yeah, they but, uh, Right now. Yeah, they normally really great, you know. But uh, uh, that would be great. But I wish y'all could, could carve out some time and come down. And see what I'm what I'm talking about here, mm-hmm. and really get a look at Jackson and 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 this whole idea, and there's some things we can really do together. Man, I I would love to do that. I have never been to Mrs. No, wait, yeah, I've been to Pascagoula. Mm, we did a trip right. down there after uh, Hurricane Katrina. Man, I'd love to hang right. out down there. Uh, mainly just to hang out with you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I well, just want to go down there and hang out with you and and have you show me your world. And uh, man, that'd be great. I want y'all to come down while it's good and hot. I want y'all to come down this summer. <laughs> While it's hot, you know, so you can really experience Mississippi. Oh yeah, the skin, the hair on my arms crawling and curling because it's so humid. <laughs> oh hey, thanks, man. Hey, so guys, you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Tell your buddies about what we're doing here. Uh, we know that you've had a great time on this podcast. Uh, go and write a positive review. Uh, you can, uh, if you ha- are listening to this on our Great Hunt for God app, you can go over to Stitcher and iTunes uh, and go and subscribe uh, for yourself. Uh, please, while you're there, write a positive review. We want to, we want you men to become the best version of you. That means acknowledging those limps in life 
and walking and moving forward and uh, doing so because we're all carrying some kind of wound, some kind of limp, limp. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by downloading our new app, The Great Hunt for God, and go to the contact icon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. And remember, males are born, but men are made. Until next time, be a man. Be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of a man, then purchase your copy of The Field Guide, our bathroom book for men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your copy for you and your friends on our website at thegreathuntforgod.com. You will also find our five-book Man Card series. Grab several copies, recruit some friends, and champion the cause for men today. We are a donor-supported, nonprofit organization with a mission to transform the lives of men and those they love. If today's podcast has inspired you, consider being a financial champion by going to The Great Hunt for God and click on the Give link in the menu drop-down. Also, download the Great Hunt for God app today. It is available in all the app stores for all devices. It has our videos, podcasts, our store, and many other links to the world of the Great Hunt for God. Thank you for listening. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.